Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Virago Podcast, a monthly celebration of books, reading, and writing, brought to you by Virago Press, the international publisher of books by women. I'm Sarah Sabat, publisher of Virago, and I'm here with some of the Virago team to talk about the books that we're looking forward to in 2019, and also some of our reading New Year's resolutions. So I'm here with Zoe, who's um, from our publicity department, and Maddie, who from, is from our marketing department and is the mastermind of all of our social media channels. So if you've ever liked one of our posts on Instagram, thanks to Maddie. <laughs> 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 um, so we've all chosen In the Interest of Democracy um, a Virago title and a non-Virago title, because obviously we love reading our own books, but we also read books from other people. Um, Zoe, do you want to... Well, I just jumped in and um, grabbed the Naomi Wolf because whenever we publish Naomi Wolf, it's an event. Um, Naomi publishes a book, I'd say, every five five or so years. Um, The Beauty Myth, uh, which she published, I think, in 98, way back then, um, is still one of the key texts, I think, for... um, uh, for feminists and anybody who's interested in um, how marketing and the beauty industry works. Um, it, she's barely had to update that book. It is still so relevant. Um, Naomi herself is absolutely one of the, the leading um, activists and um, feminists of our time. And um, this new one is a complete joy. But I was also quite intrigued because... So Naomi's last book was, um, she, uh, she actually wrote a biography of the vagina um, and was a, a very clear uh, book about um, feminism and sexuality. So when she um, proposed um, to write a book about um, uh, male aesthetes and, um, and homosexual writers in, in the 19th century, I thought, hmm, departure. <laughs> um, I was still very interested. I mean, who doesn't want to read Naomi Wolf um, on, the, on Victorian literature? Naomi actually got a doctorate from Oxford University a couple of years ago um, about it. Um, but when I was reading it, because uh, I have read it, it's published on the 20th of May, but um, I, we, we've now got the manuscript in, um, she, I realised that it, it very much was about women. Um, she has identified this moment in time, which is 1857, 
which is the time of the uh, Censorship Act in, um, in the UK. And she identifies that this is the moment where, when um, male um, homosexuality, which was illegal at the time, um, but very rarely um, was it, were there convictions, um, it wasn't really a, a thing, um, it was actually um, uh, sodomy, um, the physical act of male homosexuality and, and male love, um, was akin to, um, according to the book, uh, gold shaving, uh, coin shaving by uh, taking clippings of gold off, uh, off coins, and, and sheep stealing. But then the Obscenities Act, um, sorry, I called it the Censorship Act, it's actually the Obscenities Act of 1857 changed all this. And um, the reason why it changed, um, according to Naomi's thesis, is that she is that. Um, is that it, beca- it suddenly became uh, bound up with divorce and um, the, they wanted uh, men to be more empowered to divorce women. But they realised that um, they had to make some concessions to, um, to women, um, that uh, women could occasionally divorce a man, but the, but the caveats around uh, a woman divorcing her husband were so cryptic that male sexuality and male homosexuality was brought into it. So one of the th- one of the reasons um, why women um, had a woman would have grounds for for divorcing a man is were he to have sexual relationships uh, sexual relations with another man. So um, in pinpointing this um, this moment in time, which is very much about sexuality, gender. Um, male homosexuality, she's also bringing women into it in the very Naomi Wolf way. But it's also just this wonderful, um, you know, I just loved kind of, you know, re-experiencing Walt Whitman's um, Leaves of Grass, um, Christina Rossetti's Goblin Mm. Market, um, Oscar Wilde, of course. I mean, it's slightly, it's set slightly before Oscar Wilde's time, but we go right up to the fin de siècle, so we're going right up to the end of the 19th century. It's just all of the, you know, Rossetti, all of the people that you want to um, read about um, are in this book. Um, and Naomi finally um, also identifies this, um, this, this slightly obscure um, Oxford-based uh, poet, Simmons. Um, and he is the link that um, runs through all of these, uh, this huge cast of this huge suite of um, amazing characters and books. Mm, that sounds amazing. Thank you, Zoe. Um, and is she, is obviously Zoe, um, does Naomi's publicity? Is she coming over to? Will people in the UK have a chance to see her or talk about it? Or? It would be such a shame if we were to publish Naomi um, and not bring her over, um, <laughs> because everybody, uh, when whenever Naomi comes over, I mean, she came over a um, couple of years ago and did a huge event at uh, London Southbank Centre, and so we really want to get her out and about. So mm. she's, um, I basically booked her um, her events. Every night, okay. uh, week of the twentieth of the twentieth of May, and she's going to be obviously in London, but um, all over the country as well. And we're hopefully going to go to Dublin. So if you're um, in Ireland and can and can get to Dublin, then uh, please come and see her. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, because we were lucky enough. She came to our sales conference, I think, last year, and last sort of gave year, us a little it? preview. Yeah, and yeah, I think I too was sort of surprised like oh why is Naomi writing this book and um but when she talked about it and yeah when you talk about it yeah it just makes perfect sense and as you say there's so many amazing characters yeah um well I'll come back to you about um another book that you're looking forward to in reading resolutions but yeah let's hear from Maddie is there a book that you're looking forward to reading Uh, I couldn't be more excited about the a woman of no importance Sonia Purnell how do you say her last name yeah (laughs) terrible (laughs) pronunciation 
but I'm just, it sounds incredible. It's almost like a fiction spy novel, but real life, and mm. what's better than that? Mm. Uh, so it's about the wartime adventures of Virginia Hall. Uh, she was a young American woman, and she had a wooden leg, um, <laughs> and was credited as one of the most important Allied spies during the Second World War. In spite of barriers against her gender and her physical disability, she became the linchpin for two defining Allied operations that saved countless lives. Uh, she was also commended. Uh, she also commanded, financed, trained, and armed elements of the French resistance, seeing her become one of the Gestapo's most wanted. Uh, she just sounds absolutely fascinating, and she went on to become one of the founders of the CIA as well. So it's just this incredible woman. And it sounds like such a great story. Sounds like filmic. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The film film rights have been optioned. So, and Daisy Ridley is attached to Star. So, yeah. <laughs> Even just, more exciting. <laughs> yeah. And it seems that there there are still so many so few um, of these SOE stories. I mean, we think of William Boyd's Restless, mm-hmm. um, but there are so, you know there are these incredible stories of this very select bunch of women who were doing very extreme missions yeah. at the time. Yeah. It will be it such a great story to have out as well just after brexit yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah no i i was lucky enough to edit the book and yeah i can agree that it's really really inspiring and really interesting about why often women spies were more successful um mm. than male spies so which is still partly so that they, undetected yeah yeah i think yeah partly that just the germans just couldn't believe that it was a woman <laughs> and also she was more uh she was less likely to um sleep with a double agent so yeah <laughs> so i think like in outrages when you know obviously <laughs> the the other the other part about outrages just to bring it back mm. a little is that of course you know um female sexuality just wasn't a thing yeah. at the time <laughs> and uh, and so yeah. that also kind of changed the dynamic around this 1857 obscenities act mm. um, around how women were viewed um too yeah yeah no it's so interesting yeah that, yeah women like gosh, women can, like, want to have sex or be a yeah. spy or, yeah, but then you could do things sort of undetected, I guess, so. Um, we could call it uh, coin shaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the Virago book that I'm really looking forward to, um, and I was just talking to the author earlier this week, so I know she's almost done, um, is a book called Hormonal by Eleanor Morgan, and um, it's a book that examines, and I haven't, I literally haven't read a word, but I'm so excited to read it. Um, it examines the relationship between mental health and uh, women's hormones, and also looks at the kind of um, sort of cultural and social uh, sort of questions around that. So, you know, the title is deliberately calling out to, you know, the fact that women are sort of called like hormonal or strident or crazy or, you know, all these things. Um, and sort of, you know, the implications of that for women at work and um, women in relationships and, and, you know, just women in the world, but also the fact that we do have different hormones and cycles and sort of, I don't know, how do you marry And that it's valid. Yeah, yeah exactly. And sort of that idea that, yeah, sort of how much are we enthralled to our biology and how much are we supposed to be escaping that or sort of pretending that we're not? And anyway, it sounds really, really fascinating. Um and I think there's apparently, I was talking to Eleanor's editor, I think there's going to be a guide to like every single day of your cycle so you can kind of know like what hormones are, you know, going around your body. So and beyond the clue app. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's why I want marmalade today. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about marmalade. But, um, but yeah, I think that's going to just be so groundbreaking and, um, and Eleanor's done so much research. So, you know, obviously there is information online, but Eleanor's really done the proper research so yeah as Zoe says it's sort of a book to 
um, some companion for the, for the crew. That's so fascinating. Yeah, like how yeah. much do you, do you follow the way you feel and how much do you mm. suppress mm. your emotions because you, you don't want to project something that could just be hormonal yeah exactly well there's those debates like you know if you're feeling angry about something when you're have pmt like is that how you really feel about it or is that yeah. just a chemical going around in your body and yeah. yeah is it kind of a truth serum or does it is it making you crazy and, yeah <laughs> <Truth serum. laughs> yeah and we're all living under this the shadow of this idea of genetic predeterminism which yeah. still needs so much unpicking Definitely. So, um, so yeah, Eleanor, we can't wait to read your book. Um, <laughs> so, what about? Um, so, we've talked about some of our highlights for this year um, from Virago, but yeah, what about non-Virago books? So, is there anything that you're you've, you've pre-ordered already? I'm or? leaping ahead. I'm leaping ahead post Brexit um, to my <laughs> to my joy, which is that the fact that there is a new Colson Whitehead novel out this uh, August in the UK. Um, a little, maybe out a little ahead in the States, I'm not sure. Um, it's his first novel since The Amazing, The Underground Railroad, um, which he won the Pulitzer and the National Book Award for, and he was also longlisted for The Man Booker over here. Um, the Nickel Boys is kind of, um, it seems to be that it's, it's, not, it's not a million miles away from um, the subject of the Underground uh, Railroad. And even Colson's debut, I don't know if everybody's read the debut, um, his debut, The Intuitionist, which was a sort of dark satire about race relations um, around the construct of elevator operators. Mm-hmm. Uh, really of amazing. Course. Only Colson Whitehead could, <laughs> yeah. do, could pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the most searing and darkly funny um, uh, observ- observational writers of our time, I think. Um, so this new one, which is called The Nickel Boys, is um, basically, it seems to be loosely based on um, this notorious correctional uh, reform school um, in Florida called the Dozier Academy. The Dozier Academy was opened in the 1930s and closed down in 2011 um, when it seems like there was a lot of abuse going on um, to the point where bodies were actually found on school grounds. Um, So Colson seems to have been loosely inspired by this story, I would say. Um, He's kind of made an updated um, version where he imagines this kind of reform school um, that is set up in good faith, actually, um, but then quickly becomes a sort of dumping ground for um, you know, who, who, who young men, young young boys, uh, really, who were conceived to be um, rogue males, delinquents, and usually black working class. Um, so, again, Underground Railroad, he managed to kind of get uh, a lots of you know uh, speculative fiction, imagination, surrealism, um, and sort of almost darkly comic moments. Um, into a book about slavery. Um, with the Nickel Boys, he is focusing on the life of a, an amazing uh, young male character who is very, ins- who's a good boy. He's very inspired by um, Dr. Dr. King, um, and it set. It starts off in the sixties, um, and then his life is taken down a very dark path, and he is taken to uh, the Nickel Academy, and uh, you follow his life as as goes along. It's very dramatic. Um, and then there was an amazing climax mm. and, a, and a huge twist. So, um, yeah, very excited about yeah. that one. And that will be my, um, that will be my, I'm sure, probably my novel of the year. Yeah, so exciting to have another book so soon. Because sometimes you read something by someone you love and then you have to wait like 10 years. For so <laughs> amazingly yeah. impressive as well. I mean, he, um, you know, the, the Underground Railroad, people are still, it still seems very fresh in people's yeah, minds. Um, and yet he, um, I think it seems to be that Colson 
he does write around he does write around different genres and um, he writes different books so you know Sag Harbor for example was a was a take on um, uh, the black middle class in America mm-hmm. and had a satirical element as I mentioned the intuitionist you know uh, elevator operators and <laughs> um, what what what, could, what what can't this novelist do yeah. I mean he is a writer of extraordinary gifts exciting um Maddie what about you uh, I I was lucky enough to be given a proof of this one. I know you're clutching it. I am clutching it. It's so beautiful as well. It's so simple. Just, uh, it's wonderful. But it's uh, Nicole Flattery's collection of short stories called Show Them a Good Time. Also out in March, I feel like maybe I'm just everything before Brexit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. by yeah. end or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I've read a few of these and they're absolutely brilliant. She's tipped to be the next Sally Rooney. Mm. So it's that very easy reading Irish wit to it. And it's, explores types, men and women, their assigned roles and meaning in, t- t- in today's society. Mm. It just, it's just brilliant and I can't wait. I think she's got a novel coming out as well at some point in the near future. I just think she's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I remember when that was out on submission. Um, yeah, everyone was talking about it. So yeah, yeah, lots of excited people. Um, I'm going to slightly cheat and mention two things. One is... Um, as you may have heard, Margaret Atwood's writing a new novel. <gasps> <Cool>. <laughs> um, How could we? Yeah, yeah exactly. We did, we did. <laughs> yeah. um, so Margaret Atwood, we've been really lucky to publish at Virago, but we also share her publishing um, with uh, Random House and Bloomsbury in the UK. Um, so she is writing a follow-up to The Handmaid's Tale called The Testaments. Um, obviously, there's quite a few people out there who are interested in this book, so <laughs> um, so you won't be able to miss it. But anyway, we're all super excited to read that in September. Um, and the other book in September that I'm excited about is there's a new novel from Evie Wilde. Um, and um, yeah, All the Birds Singing is something I actually was talking to creative writing students on Saturday and was recommending it there. And um, yeah, she I just, really is. An amazing stylist. Yeah, and structure, and structure, yeah, exactly. Her, yeah, the structure is really, really interesting. And um, but she never. I feel like yeah, the style and structure is so innovative. But you just like the emotion and the kind of and the, propulsion and the, is, and the story writing. Yeah, exactly. I've, She's I've just loved her stuff. Got it all really. So um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. So. Um. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, so we'll just do a quick fire round of um, 2019 reading resolutions. Um, Maddie, do you want to start us off? I want to put less pressure on myself. I always find like <laughs> I get panicked towards the end of the year, but I haven't read enough and I should be reading more. And maybe I should have read something more literary mm. rather than picking up something trashy about witches. Secret <laughs> that <sounds> good. <laughs> um, but I just I, it gets too much sometimes, and there's so mm. many wonderful books just published and then classics on our list that I yeah. haven't yet read. But, uh, yeah. Keeping the balance. Keeping the balance for yeah. enjoying it rather than pushing myself yeah. to read everything. I yeah. think that's so true. As Maddie says, we uh, uh, reading it. I was looking at the the Guardian um, literary calendar, and it's all like beautifully organised into month order. And mm. I think I'm going to read all those books, but not in that order. And <laughs> um, I've only just finished uh, my year of rest and relaxation, which I've been wanting yeah, to read ever so since it came great. out over a year ago, <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I really want to read the the John Lanchester, which is actually already out, but I'm probably going to realistically read that on my summer holidays. Mm. Okay, that's pressure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think my two resolutions were, actually, one, as Maddie mentioned, to read more classics. And I know that sounds like I'm just um, proselytizing for our modern classics list. But yeah, that'll be just Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, actually, Easter and Christmas last year, um, I ended up reading some VMCs just because I thought, I'm sort of, my brain is tired. Like, I, you know, I, I, just, I just want a guarantee that something's mm. going to be amazing. So I read Patricia Highsmith every Easter and also Weather in the Streets by Rosalind Lehman. And then at Christmas, I read my first ever Barbara Pin. Mm. Excellent women. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, yeah. And um, anyway, so obviously that's part of my job is to read the classics list. But, um, but yeah, it's just a reminder. I think in, if you work in publishing, you can get so caught up, as Zoe said, with her feeling like, I have to read everything as soon as it comes out, and yeah, so to, the yeah, reflection is nice too. Exactly, um, and also I'm always jealous of people who keep like spreadsheets and lists of what they've read, and I've never done that. So I maybe going to do, do that. some creative collecting. Yeah, or just to yeah, maybe somehow to keep a list somewhere of what, of what I've read. So I knew someone who kept a list for twenty five oh years my God. of every book they wow. never read. Oh, that's wonderful. Did they ever go back and? That's a lovely archive. Yeah. 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 What did they, like? Did they go back and look at it, or was it more just to sort of record it? I think as it was they went more along? to record it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think of starting that, but then it's just like another thing of me being like, oh, more things I need to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I've that got is... my Goodreads. That sort of. Okay. Yeah. Does, does yeah. It for me. Yeah. That's actually, Maddie's just reminded me that that is one of my New Year's resolutions to be a bit more active on Goodreads because mm-hmm. I really enjoy when I, on my Goodreads page. I'm I really enjoy talking to um, my friends who are big readers who aren't in publishing mm-hmm. and um, and Goodreads is actually the best way of doing yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I benefit. So oh, and face to face. That's all. Yeah, technological time. Yeah, but no, that's true. I I never leave reviews online, and I benefit from everyone else's like TripAdvisor and <laughs> Amazon reviews. So I should probably give back in that way. Um, okay, well, thank you both uh, so much to Maddie and to Zoe, and also to you, Johnny, Sarah. who's been silently recording this in the corner. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about uh, twenty nineteen. And um, we'd love to hear what you're looking forward to reading, too. So get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, through our website, any way you want to, or send us a postcard. Thank you. 
And now for some more reading resolutions. I'm Hayley and I'm with Grace and Susan from Virago. And we're going to talk about the books uh, we want to read more of in 2019, um, what we've read already and yeah, what we're looking forward to. So, Susan. Well, I've been thinking about my resolutions for this year and I'd like to try more audiobooks because mm -hmm. everyone's on the go and it means if you're travelling you've always got something to journey with or have a book in a bag. You know, if someone's late for lunch or um, you're stuck on a train, you could just pull something out and disappear for a bit. Mm. I love audiobooks. Yeah, we're big fans of yeah. audiobooks. Well, you've just listened to... Yeah, I just listened to um, The Hearts Invisible Furies by John oh. Boyne, which is oh. brilliant and actually really funny. I think it all depends on the reader and a really, really great reader for that one. Mm. Not sure who it was. He's got a great voice too, so I'm surprised mm. Mm. Didn't read it himself. And did you listen to Michelle Obama's? Oh Becoming my goodness! Yeah. I listened to Michelle Obama's Becoming, and it was brilliant because she just reads you the book. Um, and you know, I fell in love with Obama and Michelle and I the whole love family. Them both. Oh, it was I'm great. reading. I'm reading the, um, the whole copy at the moment. Oh, but yeah. I think I would have loved to have heard her voice because it's yeah. all really reassuring and and um, just very genuine about her. Yeah, yeah. Super I, fans. I got one for Christmas and I haven't started reading yet. Two? Did you get two? <laughs> they obviously know your taste. But I think I'll get it on audiobook as well. Mm, good um, idea. So are you going to get an audible subscription as part of I your think reading resolution? So. I'd like to. And my, my other resolution is um, I used to work for the Africa Centre for two years, so mm. I read a lot of African literature and poetry. So I'm just trying to think of countries I'd like to visit and perhaps pick out, try to. Uh, find out who their writers are because mm -hmm. we're we're so stuck and so UK centric often. definitely and I think, I think that's a way of finding new writers mm. yeah. I feel like we all have quite similar I know that leads <laughs> on really nicely to mine because I'm going to South Africa in two weeks might not mention it <gasps> and um, so I've on a mission this month to read all South African or Southern African women writers. Mm. So, and quite a lot of them were Virago actually. So, I've read the Virago modern classic When Rain Clouds Gather by Bessie Head. Have you ever read that one? Mm. I'll lend all of these to you. That was really good. She's actually, um, Bessie Head is one of Botswana's most famous um, women writers, but she was born in South Africa mm. and was um, refugee to Botswana, which is what the book's about. Um, and then I've just about to read You Can't Get Lost in Cape Town, which is another Virago one, which was published in 1987 by um, Zoe Wickham. And it's short Sounds stories, familiar. quite autobiographical. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, Olive Schreiner, which is um, a VMC as well, The Story of an African Farm. Um, which our lovely Lyndall Gordon wrote about. I was going to say Lyndall. Yes. She's, well, in her memoir as well, she talks about growing up in South Africa. Yes. It, it was like in Shared Lives. Yeah. Yes, I have that down as well. It's so that's a, her and two friends growing up in South Africa, yeah. in Cape Town. And then I've, so yeah, so, and Lyndall was actually named after the main character of the story of an African farm. So I need to read that and then tell her I've read it because Yay. she'll be really pleased. <laughs> and then um, what else have I. And, and then contemporary Southern African um, literature by women. I've just read Evening Primrose um, by wow. Kapano Matlab, yeah, <laughs> uh, which Johnny lent me. That was really harrowing read, actually. Really good. And then 
Um, one of my other South African authors, Fiona Melrose, recommended The Woman Next Door by oh, yes. Yuwanda. Have you read yes. Have you read it? No, I haven't. No, but it's one that's, that was on that's the Women's I Prize. Want to read. Mm. Yeah, so you can borrow that one after me. That one sounds really good. Two neighbours in a Cape Town suburb. Um, they hate I'm, each other and then they get brought together through something. I think I'm mm. building a house with a pile of books on the inside. I know. Side. There's a, there's a wall. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. you also want to read more um, literature in translation, is that right? More Great. international so. authors was kind of my reading resolution, um, rather than kind of specifically not just American, which tends to be I tend to read a lot of UK and American. So I'm currently reading An Orchestra of Minorities by Chikozi Obioma, um, which is really amazing so far, um, set in Nigeria. Uh, and then I just read the John Boyne that I was talking about earlier, which is Ireland, so it is a little bit closer. But it was really interesting because it was kind of set throughout the kind of 21st century in Ireland. And um, it's just really interesting kind of spanning um, a man's life. Um, so, yeah, and then for otherwise, I thought I might read Crimson, which is the only Greenlandic novel mm-hmm. um, I know about by Nivyak Cornelson. Forgive my pronunciation. I think that's correct. Um, which is meant to be amazing. Yes, so it is. I just want to travel the world a bit more yeah. in books. Um, and then my other resolution is to read a bit more poetry this year, because mm. it's not something I've dipped into much. Um, I've just finished reading Magical Negro by Morgan Parker, um, which is amazing. Um, she kind of talks... One of the main areas she covers is about black womanhood, um, and she's just mm. amazing and insightful and, and brilliant. Mm. I was just rereading some Mary Oliver, of course, this oh, weekend. Oh, my Mary. So sad. So sad. But it was lovely to be reminded so much yes. of her work mm. and the beautiful lines. Definitely. That was a lot on social media. Um, I know, people sharing their favourite yeah. poems. It was beautiful. And what it meant to them, Justine Piggity mm. of Harper's did a really moving piece about her sister, really? Ruth, who sadly passed away um, many years ago. She was a journalist and how important... Mm. Her poetry was to both of them a connection mm-hmm. um, that they think about even mm-hmm. even now. Do you um, keep a note of all the books that you read, or have you? Yes. Ever? So I was telling Grace earlier this year. Last year, I normally have a diary, like a paper diary, and I write down each week what I've read. Um, but this year, um, Grace and I have both got the Faber Poetry Diaries. Yeah, I've got the Liberty one, it's yeah. beautiful. And I went for the classic Navy. Um, but we, um, I'm writing down what I'm reading and I'm giving it a rating out of five. So it's like my Goodreads without anyone actually <laughs> seeing and judging what I'm rating these amazing things. Yeah, so. I've never done it before, so I'm just writing like one big list for the whole year. Yeah. But it's already kind of made me want to read more so that it doesn't look so minuscule yeah. on the page. But, yeah. but it's really fun yeah. going back, um, mm. you know, if, if you've kept a tally over a couple of decades looking at what you read, because it's so easy to forget, yeah. and you think, gosh, what was I thinking about during that time mm. of reading those books, and how did I, I feel, and what was the influence, what was going on politically as exactly. well. Exactly. So are you, have you made note of things you've read I over the years? I have for a very, wow. very, very long time. Um, uh, Reverend O'Hanlon, the poet, gave me a, a little book once, and mm. I've kept a note but I, lo- I lost so track for the last, I'm ashamed to say, the last 10 years. Um, but I get in, that's a resolution I want to try. Oh, and that's really nice. Them. That's a really good one. And um, yeah, will you rate them? Um, or I don't know. I'd, I'd rather remember mm. how I felt rather than being steered by yeah. a star yeah. rating. Or Maybe something. like a short sentence about like that immediate yeah. reaction or something, how you felt. Or 
that could be quite nice. Yeah, because a, a rating is quite hard. Mm. There's a lot of 0.5s, 0.99s in mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't decide. Any ones? Yeah, no ones, no ones. Yay. So far we've had, what do you know, I, I read the Doris Lessing, the Grouses Sing, mm. and that was my top rated one this year, I think. Okay. That was maybe a 4.67. So. Doris <laughs> took part in our South Africa tour when we did a... Uh, 10 years post-apartheid tour the Africa wow. Centre uh, and then there was uh, Sitsi Dangarengara who was an extraordinary writer oh so um, there's lots there's lots that we can share mm. yeah definitely and those are our 2019 reading resolutions we'd love to know yours so do be in touch on all the Virago channels Thanks for listening to this episode of the Virago podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and also leave us a review. It helps other people find the podcast. We'd also love you to be in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or our website, virago.co.uk. Tune in next month for another installment of Books, Feminism, and Conversation from Virago Press, the international publisher of books by women. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.